Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, niños y niñas, which I guess together are just niños. I'm not sure if that's right. I mean, it's right. I'm not sure if it's just. Is it fair? You know, if you're with a boy, you just get roped into his gender. You know, well, you, you know if you, you know, there's 99 girls. You add a boy in there, those niñas suddenly become a niña, niños. You know, is that fair? We're not sure, you know, we're not sure. But welcome to the show. It's 11.46 a.m. PST. And we just might be in a new satellite studio here. This could be the new broadcast. This could be the new studio for ET for the time being. We're in the park near the house. If you can call that a park, I guess you can call that a park. An expansive green. It's a steep, steep hill, which is our long-time listeners will remember. This this was the hill. This was the park where Ralphito ran away from me last year. You know, he there were strewn dog biscuits in the forest. He already. I let him hoover up a few of them, and then I pulled him away. We walked all the way down the hill. Only from, I let him off the leash, the Darshi's leash. I let him off the leash at the bottom of the hill, and he just bolted back up the hill and this is a really steep hill so steep that I was just thinking maybe I should come up here and train this, this I mean if you're looking to do hill sprints this is the place for you listener okay so um I might add this into my workout regime I mean this is a pretty steep contourous is contourous a word I think it is contourous park very close to the house and there's a bench there's a bench halfway up and I'm just overlooking the field, the park. There's a, there's a, you know, bushes behind me, so I know that I'm safe behind me. I don't need to think about oh, is, you know, I've got kids creeping up on me, dog walkers, dog walkers creeping up on me, trying to, trying to tune in for free to ET. Don't have that concern. You know, my only concern is in front of me, and it's just, you know, there are more beautiful parks in England, granted, but would I rather be here than? than in mum's shed or in my room broadcasting yeah i would i would so this is probably the first of many broadcasts from this bench and we're happy to be here we're happy to get this broadcast in you know it's going to be finishing in the afternoon but as as promised there will be a morning broadcast and it is the morning still so i think the board will let us get away with that um we got so much to get into we only just dipped our toes into the broadie last night before mum and rj came upstairs which which was expected, so it wasn't a huge disappointment, but it wasn't ideal. I would have liked to have got, got a full hour broadcast in on our sister station's special, special day. But uh, I'm sure, you know, and our listeners are probably thinking, he's probably busy, he's probably, you know, he's probably on the beach drinking. You know, Acapulco's it's the kind of place where it deserves its own drink, you know. It's, I'm drinking an Acapulco, you know, it's a pina colada on steroids. It's an Acapulco. Maybe that is. So let us know. Um, we'll look forward to tuning into to the our sister station show. Maybe today. Maybe maybe it's going to be Monday. We're not sure. But you know we've got a lot to get into anyway. How far did we get on our broadcast last night? Not very far. Um, did we even get into our show notes? I don't think we did. I think we we're just catching up on on our day, on our dear. So um, let's get into it. And the first show that we have is the, the CDMX Hostel Tour. 
and you're right, you really, you really checked through some of the hostels in town. Um, none greater than, what's his name? I forget who was exclaiming that they have the best hostel there. Their mother created the first hostel in Mexico City. You know, none of them have been good, which is which is a shame. I've only stayed at one hostel in CDMX, and what was it called? I think it was actually the. I think it was one of the big chain of hostels. Hostel International? No. A popular hostel, though, I think. And it was, it was the one in La Condesa. That was the place that I stayed with... Oh, no. Rahet and Greg stayed. They had an Airbnb when I first met them. But, yeah, I stayed in a hostel once I left the States. And I went back there... Wait, did I stay there? No. I didn't... I've only stayed there once. Last time I was there. Maybe the last two times that I was in the city... Wait, did I stay there when I was traveling in Mexico City? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so I stayed there twice. In 2017, I stayed there again, I think. Okay, I definitely stayed there again because I had sex with the, the girl that worked behind reception, Daniela. Um, had sex with her in the hostel, in her private room, for memories. And, and then I went there last year just to use their Wi-Fi. Good location. Um... Maybe check it out if, you, if you're still sticking around CDMX. You know, ask for Daniela. She'll remember me. Um, I don't think she works there anymore. But that hostel was decent. You know, I, I wouldn't say it was... It wasn't the best hostel I've ever stayed at. But I think in places, in big cities... This is an ass ass assessment of mine. In big cities like Mexico City or if you're in London, you know, any of these big cities. I could name more. I really could. Um... I don't think it's it's harder to find a hostel that has that family special unique atmosphere. I guess you can have party atmospheres, you know, but I think in big cities it's more of a transient group whereas if you look at somewhere like Oaxaca City or even or of course Puerto Escondido you've got people that are kind of living there a bit more and and, and taking things slower. There's more of a a livable vibe there whereas big cities you're not really going to be spending so much time at the hostel as you would in other places i think so what do you need you need comfortable beds clean facilities ideally a curtain across the bed you know you know air conditioning you just want the creature comforts you want the comforts so that when you are there you can just recharge because when you when you're roaming around mexico city for the day going out all night you just need somewhere to recharge um so yeah, maybe maybe Mexico City is just not. Have you been unlucky, or does Mexico City just not have great hostels? To our listeners, let us know. Have you stayed at a fantastic hostel in Mexico City? Have you got a bad experience at a hostel in Mexico City? Let us know. We'd love to know. Um, as for the Denzel movie, sounds absolutely awful. Was it DB's decision? I would never go and see a movie with Denzel Washington. First of all. He just doesn't... Hello. He just doesn't... Hello. Hi. Yeah, you smell Oscar. Oscar? They definitely can't smell Oscar. That dog definitely can smell Oscar. He'd probably smell Ralph, but he'd have to have a fucking good nose to smell Oscar. Um, 
Yeah, I just... In fact, Dan, not too long ago, recommended a movie with Denzel Washington. It was like one of his earlier movies, like a 90s movie. And I was like, he said how good it was. And I was thinking, he's, you know, I didn't... I, I wanted to say, he doesn't kind of... He doesn't act in the movies I want to watch, you know? Man on Fire, I, I've heard that's a good film. In fact, I think I bought it years ago and never watched it. Um, I mean, there are worse films, but... Denzel Washington doesn't typically act in the movies that I want to watch. You know, especially these kind of action movies. They have no interest to me. You know? Um, We did like your assessment of the movie because I think it sounds like, you know, many people would go to that movie and not have the um, conclusion... Is it... uh, have the thoughts that you had at the conclusion of the movie they would have said wow that was such a cool movie like you know they wouldn't have noticed that hold on these these are two cops that it was almost a sob story for these two cops these murderous cops oh it's just you know it's it's part of the job you know we kill people it's fine just keep your chin up you know just have a drink at the end of the day and forget about it come on everyone kills people now and then she was a prostitute also i mean you may you you know these are jobs that have high risks you know we kill people don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up about killing people. I mean, I would, I'm tempted. What was the movie called? I'm tempted to check out some of the reviews and see if, if that was drawn that was drawn up by more people because it sounds awful. I mean, is it Romy Malik, Remy Malik? I don't know. The guy from the guy, fucking Freddie Mercury, big teeth Freddie Mercury. Um, I mean, it's got. It's got a big cast. Remy Malik, Romy or Remy Malik, um, Denzel. Big budget, big budget, but shit film. You got to check out. Was that DB's rec or what? I mean, a film's a film sometimes. Just to go to the cinema, you know, just go to the movie theater and, and, and relax, eat popcorn. Sometimes you can't go wrong, but if the popcorn's as, as expensive as the ticket, you know, when you said that, I thought, okay. I guess it's actually the same here, to be honest, because here, here, and it, and it is cheap right now. I think because a new cinema opened up, the, the main previous main cinema dropped its tickets to five pounds. They used to be like twelve, I think. And if you're going to spend twelve pounds for your ticket, would you spend twelve pounds for popcorn? No fucking way. But now there's cinema tickets. Every movie is five pounds, which is a great deal. I think that's a great price to see a movie. I think it's about right, to be honest. I think 10's too much. Um, you know, five pounds to see a movie, five pounds for popcorn. It's extortionate, but it's, it's five pounds, 10 pounds for both, not too bad, okay? So, but that was expensive. Crispetas. Dan, Dan's first bingo and Normando in the fan. You know, mentioning you know your comments on Dan last night and remembering how you know we met him together for the first time he was you know we were doing our weekly bingo weekly bingo and suddenly I hadn't heard a peep of any anything of the sort about Dan until until that um, wait it wasn't bingo that's what Rhett called it until the quiz suddenly there was this new character and yeah he didn't know anything but he was pretty into Star Wars I think I think you got that bang on and we've known him the same amount of time 
I've spent more time with him since then, but we've known Dan the same amount of time, you and I. Um, you might have even met him first. You might have seen him first. That was strange, though. Strange, like, suddenly he's just at the, at the quiz, like, that was strange, but it's fine. Um, but it was very cool. It's just, you know, you, you mentioning that just, just reminded me how, how connected we are, you know? And despite you not meeting, and I, I was listening to your broadie yesterday thinking, I should send this to, to Lauren, for example. Because your comments on Dan and RJ and Mangy, so, so on point. And, and the fact that you've not met the family, yet you know the ins and outs of the family, it's incredible. It really is. A very special thing. Um, my, next, my next show note is 110 heartbeat went high. Because yesterday I, I went and smoked weed. I had, a, I had a good day yesterday. I really did. And I think I got into that a bit on the show yesterday, last night. But I did have a good day. We, we ordered Thai. I don't know if I mentioned this on yesterday's show. But <laughs> mum and RJ's friends, um, it was her birthday. So they were, they were buying Thai for mum and RJ and doing like a, um, a Zoom quiz kind of thing. Um, and there's apparently this Thai restaurant in the hospital. Or in the fucking... There's the hospital and then next to the hospital there's like a subway and a fucking... Loads of trash, you know. Just fast food restaurants. Not loads. Maybe three or four options. It's like a um, Starbucks, a subway, something else. And then there's this Thai restaurant. Um, that has really good reviews. A 4.7 on Google if you check it. And they were ordering Thai from there. And uh, I got involved... And it was only six pounds, six pounds ten or six pounds twenty for like pretty much any meal, roughly, you know, um, including rice. And it was really good. It's fucking six pounds. That's like verging on Mexico prices. Not really, but very cheap, very cheap, and it was decent. I said we'll have to have this every week. Um. So I had that, and and then I smoked weed. I smoked weed, and it, the cool thing is with this watch now that I've got this Fitbit sensor on. Shout out to Fitbit, thanks for sending me the watch, guys. Um, you know, hopefully soon we can get endorsements like that. We can just drop in. Oh, PS5, my new PS5 is fantastic. I recommend all of our listeners get a PS5. And of course, we'll never be taken over by corporate sponsorships, but it would be kind of nice. You know, I only fly Qantas. I only fly Qantas. And, it, you know, if I can't fly Qantas, I just don't fly. Um, sorry, we just had a girl walk past with her two shitty little corgis. And... Uh, I was getting pissed off. I was like, come on, keep walking. Don't let them fucking piss there. Don't let them sniff around my bench here. Just keep walking. Trying to broadcast. And that's kind of a joke, but not really. She was kind of too close for me for too long then. That's why I I stopped speaking. Um, But yeah, I smoked weed. I I smoked weed thinking, now I can go and tune into our sister station and broadcast, which is exactly what I did. But of course, I had an hour to get through of, of our sister station show. Uh, had I had already listened to that, but I had a busy day. But had I 
have already listened to that, I could have got straight into the Broadie. But what I was saying was the cool thing about thing about this Fitbit is I'm constantly checking my heart rate. When I'm sat down at the computer, for example, it's about 60, 61, 62. When I'm asleep, 50, uh, 49, 50, 51 maybe. That's my resting heart rate. Um, walking, I think about 80. I smoked weed last night. I took a few drawers. I went over and I sat on bed. I'd been up sitting on my bed for about a few minutes. So it wasn't like my heart was still pumping. My heartbeat, 110. So it's interesting to observe my heartbeat in different circumstances. Um, but yeah, 110. Pretty, I was pretty surprised at that. That's like jogging heart rate. So weed makes your heart beat faster, I guess. Maybe that's obvious to some, but probably not me. Um, we did enjoy the the, uh, the Spider-Man scenario. <laughs> Very funny. Oh fuck! Is that is he walking upside down? But then you know, noticing that and then thinking, and the 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 astute um, assessment that came from that, you know, mentioning the the situation and the story at TLT Clan, like first of all, just commenting on the situation before we get into the. The, um, the meaning of this situation. Pretty fucking scary just seeing a woman convulse on the floor. No shit you think she's dying. No, th- no shit you're going to run over and try and help her. What does she expect? It sounded like she was kind of pissed off that you tried to help her, but she was like... I mean... She, she was like, fuck off, I'm trying to record a video here. But anybody would have gone over to help her. Um, but you make a great point people act weird these days because you have a license to act weird online you know she could have been making a twitch video a snapchat instagram story a youtube video i mean there's so many options that she could be utilizing to act differently you know everybody's in their own little movie and you could say that's cool but you could also say people are acting differently to, to portray, she could have been an art, I mean, she could be an artist, I'm not trying to shut her down for doing something out of the ordinary here, but you make a great point, you know? We're just broadcasters over here, we're just, we're just truth speakers. Preach, we just preach, we're just preaching the, the Lord's word over here on ETFN, Normancito at Um But, and this links into, do we have other show notes? Maybe not. I mean, we do have other show notes, but linking to this, you know, people like Pixie. You know, the amount of, oh no, this is the last, the guy taking a selfie with you while you're trying to take a shit. These characters, it really is, and we, of course, we've talked about this months ago, we talked about this, the, the sheer volume of peculiar characters that you're meeting on this trip. It's, it's, unprecedented and that's a word that thankfully I've not heard in several months since Trump's departed but unprecedented amount of fucking characters that you're meeting we knew you were going to meet characters on the road that's what you that's what happens in hostels that's why we wrote the hostel come on but but you know this pandemic has meant that the only people that travel or or a large percentage of people that travel not the only people because you've met some good characters too and yourself are Maybe it's just the the people that are traveling during this pandemic. It's just weeded out a lot of the 
more traditional people, the traditional safer people, I think. And of course there's still plenty of quote-unquote normal people out there on the road. But, you know, Mexico is really one of the few countries, definitely in the Americas, you know, outside of Africa, there aren't that many countries open. So for those people that are looking to get out of their country, legally or illegally, you know, I'm not technically allowed to leave the country, but I will. Um, Boris, if you're tuning in, Boris, if you're tuned in, don't smash that subscribe button. Just, just, just turn the computer off, turn your phone off and sling your hook. Sling your hook, Boris. You know, go and tie a nice heavy weight around your ankles and jump off the nearest bridge. Thank you, Boris, okay? Um, but, you know, the, the people that are traveling right now, it's, it has, have we ever seen such a, a highly saturated bunch, you know, a high, high saturation of, of crazies? on the travel circuit you know this is i think a special time in history for for travelers and the characters that you find on the road and 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 you'll realize that if you've been tuning in to etfm and normancito fm for the last three months you'll be thinking wow you know go through the archives and you'll think wow what a bunch of characters tommy marvelous this one's for you pixie shout out to pixie so many characters. Unbelievable. Brilliant, though. It would be cool to make character profiles once the trip's over, you know? Get, get an illustrator. Or maybe we could do a little doodly for each character. Um, as for the Fitbit, we touched upon the Fitbit earlier, but yeah, the Fitbit, I'm happy to share my data with you. I really am. I had a 73 sleep last night. I thought it was going to be better. I, I think I slept well. And here's the thing. I thought, and I think still, that I'm an 85 sleeper. But maybe I'm just big-headed, you know? Maybe I don't sleep as well as I think I do, because I think, I think I'm up there with some of the best sleepers. I'm, I'm asleep within minutes of hitting my pillow, and outside of going for a piss, I'm typically pretty soundly asleep. But at the moment, I'm... I haven't got, I haven't exceeded 80 yet. I've got an 80, and then I think I've got like 73s, 4s, 5s, 6s, okay? So what I have noticed, I, I hit deep sleep pretty quickly. And as I said before, I think, you know, is that the norm? Is that the normando? Do, does, do most people go deep straight away, quickly get into sleep, deep sleep? Not sure, but um, I'm, I'm hoping to get an 85 soon. Come on. Matt, I saw Matt sent me an 86 not too long ago, so... Come on, maybe I need to sleep for longer. But I thought I'd sleep for a decent amount of time. You know, I'm going to bed at 10, 10.30 until 6. But the thing is, you know, I think I'm asleep for eight hours. It deducts time from you. If, when you're restless and not really asleep asleep, I, I typically lose about an hour and 20 minutes. I get, I get docked about an hour and 20 minutes a night. So um, must try harder, I guess. Maybe I, I've not been meditating. That's the thing. Maybe I need to start meditating again been weeks since i've meditated i don't know why but i've just got out of the rhythm so tomorrow i'm going to start again because it's uh i was enjoying it but yeah the first night i felt that i felt the pressure to impress my fitbit it's, it's plain and simple you know if 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 i if i were to tell you hey normando 
when you go to bed tonight, I want you to fall asleep as quick as you can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be in the room, but I'm gonna know. I've got a camera set up, and I'll see how quickly you fall asleep. Do you think you're gonna fall asleep quicker or slower than you usually do? Of course, it's gonna be slower. And it's no different for me and my Fitbit on the first night. You know, we've got used to each other now. I don't pay it too much mind. But on the first night, I mean, I was on my Fitbit before I went to bed. I was just playing, you know, looking at going through the Fitbit and checking out the settings. And then I would just turn the light off and thought, okay, get tracking, bitch. And uh, it punished me for it, you know. I didn't do that well. I didn't get a rating on the first night, but I know I didn't sleep very well. I was, I was, I was thinking, oh, I hope I'm impressing it. I hope I'm impressing it. Look how fat, look how deep I'm sleeping. Look how deep I'm going. But in fact, it was very light. It was a very light sleep that first night. Um, so yeah, Fitbit overall though, really happy with it, really enjoying it, much more than I thought I would. Yeah, I really do quite like it. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep you updated. I'm gonna keep all our listeners updated, at least on my sleep score every night, because that's a metric that's gonna be easy to track. I get a score every day. Every, time, every morning when I wake up, one of the first things I do, I, I check out my score. And, uh, you know, can I get, can I get, I guess my goal is going to be above 90. Can I get above a 90? And if so, how do I get above a 90? Maybe I've got to exhaust myself during the day, go for a really long run, meditate, take some CBD before I go to bed. Like, I've got to find out how to get a 90. It would be interesting though, wouldn't it, to find out how to have amazing sleep. I think those three things would all help. As for Mangy, yeah, Mangy is RJ's extension. It's it's really quite simple, you know, because I was thinking if these cats were all my mums, and my mum loved cats, and she does love these cats, unfortunately. She never used to love cats. If these were all my mum's cats, a thousand percent I would have more time for them, but I just see them as an extension of RJ. Um, and RJ and cats, two things that I'm not big fans of anyway, and combine the two of them, you know, that's a recipe for disdain. And, you know, when we're speaking about cats, we can speak about Greg and it, how he seems to appreciate disdain. Oh, the cat doesn't give a shit about me. Look at my arms, I'm scratched to fuck. You know, smell my bed sheets. The cat pissed all over my bed sheets last night. How sick is that? It's so cool. Dogs would never do that. Yeah, yeah, Greg, that's kind of why I like dogs. You know? I get, I, you know, I, I can see, you know, maybe they see the appeal of a, of a nonchalant animal that's like, you, know, it's kind of, you can say it's kind of cool, you know? A nonchalant attitude can be kind of cool, but you make a great point. And it's a simple point that Greg perhaps struggled to understand. It's like, think about what you're saying, Greg. Think about what you're saying. The animal doesn't give a shit about me. Oh yeah. The animal doesn't give a shit about me. Okay, Greg, but would you not prefer... I mean, if, if there was a human, ah, oh, this I got this new friend. He's he's amazing. We're like thick as thieves together. We're we're, we're just so tight now. Oh, tell me about him. Yeah, he's he he beat me up last night. He um, oh, he just doesn't give two fucks about me. It's so cool. Oh, um, 
But what about what about Billy? I thought you and Billy were tight. Ah, oh, Billy's nah. Billy likes me and treats me right, and you know he's there for me when I need him. Um, shows me affection and everything. But nah, I don't like that anymore. You know, you would think you would think somebody was crazy if it was a human. If that was a human, you know, interaction. But just because it's a cat, you think it's okay? Come on. A great point well made by our sister station there. Come on. Why is it cool for a cat to think you're a cunt? Cats cats get away with too much, you know? People think, oh. Like, why do people see that as you know, an attractive thing? Either way, for me, if a cat doesn't pay me attention, like, for example, Sid, you know, Sid, who's the cat that is never at home, and when he does come home, it's, oh, Sid's home, Sid's home, oh, yay. Oh, he's still just as fat, you know, he's, he's doing okay. He doesn't let me get near him. You know, I'm not trying to stroke him, but, you know, he'll run away from me. He's, he's, there's like a force field around me with Sid. He just fucking bolts. He's obviously been traumatized, and we, we don't like that, but, you know, something's, got, something's there in his past, and he doesn't come near me. I don't like that. I mean, it kind of annoys me because I, I think I've not really done anything to you, Sid, so fuck off, you know? Whereas, and the other cats, you know, I'm there making something, you know, in the kitchen, and then one of the cats, particularly Fred, will just come up and just rub his rub himself against my ankles and try and get in my way. He's just trying to get his, my attention. And, I've, and this happened last week. He tried to get my attention because Mum and RJ weren't home for I mean I was making lunch and he was doing everything he could to get my attention he was jumping up on the counter like putting himself in my eye view like rubbing on my legs and I thought ah, you you're overweight I'm not feeding you I don't feed I don't feed the cats and some of our listeners will be thinking what, are you some kind of cunt are you some kind of asshole like these cats need food they're not my cats I don't know their eating schedule and they're always, I mean, Fred's always wanting food. He'll always eat. So does that mean I'm always going to feed him when he wants something? No. He can just wait. He needs to lose a bit of weight. And it's not my cat. I'll feed Ralph. I love feeding Ralph, you know. But, uh, you know, two completely different animals. One good and one bad. Sister station responsibilities. I'm pleased that you uh, you will be happy to take on your role as... Chief of Chief Audio Officer, CAO. Um, I think you'll relish in the role. I think you're going to smash it. And of course, I'm, I'm happy, and not just happy. It's it's also my duty to pick out highlights of your shows. And, and we've got a couple of highlights on on our show notes here. We've got the next show note, which is the cop with Grandpa News. Has I mean, I I was laughing out loud. Some would say I was lolling at that, and that was 26 minutes 20. That was 1,000% doodle-worthy material. Really quality content. And the other one I've got is maybe even better, actually. The advice to the rap crew at 31 minutes. Really top quality stuff. I mean, that's really top broadcasting. Um, I'd love... Maybe that could be your first role, you know? thing is, every show... Every show's got some quality moments. But at least if we can start writing down some timestamps, we can... We can find it easy to pull the audio off, but I really did like those two parts. Um, and if we can just get a bank, you know, a Google Drive or a, or a Dropbox file of, of audios for me to to uh, doodly to, 
then we're on to something. We really are. But I really like those two parts. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing. I mean, I'll be doing the bulk of the of the the creative content for SFG. You know, running the Instagram. I'll do. I'll be doing pretty much all the computer stuff. You just need to. You just need to pull the audio, okay? And I'm glad that you you want to relish in that responsibility. It's going to be a great. It's going to. It's going to be great. It really will be. I'm excited. I'm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to doodling. I just because we haven't had the audio. I haven't opened doodly since that first video that we made. I made. Um, but I found it pretty easy. So I was even thinking yesterday, how long is it going to be before we outgrow Doodly and we're going to need legit illustrators to illustrate our shit? Probably not that long. But of course, Doodly is going to serve us well in the meantime. Let's just check the, how long. We've been broadcasting for 35 minutes. And we're going to keep going. It's going to throw an interlude in there for no reason, but we're going to keep going. Um... But yeah, the cop with Grandpa News, just hilarious. I mean, really did enjoy those two moments, particularly from yesterday's show. <laughs> um, wild to me that you've only had Indian twice. We'll say that. That was the big surprise of the show yesterday. Of course, here in England, our national dish is a curry, you know? Yeah, you might think it's fish and chips. It's not. It's a curry. A curry is our national dish. We have a huge or a sizable um, Indian, Bangladeshi, Pakistani population in England. Um, you know, you go to Manchester, you go to London, Birmingham, you know, the, the big metro hubs of the country, and you'll find, I mean, you'll find Indians everywhere. There's tons of Indians in Plymouth, and I'm talking about Indian restaurants here. Um, but, you know, in Manchester, you've got Curry Mile, London, you've got Brick Lane. There's a huge, it's a huge part of our culture here, and I love it. It's it's amazing. And when you come over here, oh, Indian is Indian is definitely one of my favourite foods. Um, so I look forward to sharing some Indian meals with you. God, it's so good. There was an article that I read two years ago. In fact, did I even read it? I don't know if I even read it. <laughs> I think that there was an article I saw. I might have read it, I can't remember. A few years ago, mentioning how, not mentioning, but suggesting that Indian is the perfect food, scientifically. Uh, it's scientifically the perfect food in terms of the, the, the flavor profiles and the spices and the, and the you know, probably the mixture between salt, fat, acid, heat. Um, you know, if, if you're going to dissect and scientifically analyze certain foods and, and curries and um, combinations of, of, of flavors, apparently Indian's perfect. Um, and a, a, point I made, a point I made last night as we were eating this Thai, very flavorful Thai, I was thinking... You go to Thailand, you can eat meals like this wherever the fuck you go. Whether you're at a fucking bus stop, you're on the street, you're at the beach, you're at a nice restaurant, um, food cart on the yeah, you know. Anywhere you go, you can eat really good traditional food for cheap. 
you think of the other way around and, and a Thai person, a Thai family coming to England and and I'm talking about all over Thailand too. Of course, there's regional differences, but wherever you go, there's going to be amazing food. And if a Thai family came to England and they just turned up in Plymouth and they were hungry, you know, it's, they've just been dropped off in Plymouth one in the afternoon on a Thursday afternoon. Where the fuck are they going to go to eat? You know, unless they go and find fish and chips, which, you know, they'll have hit the jackpot if they did. You know, that's one thing they could find readily available in, in particularly some areas, fish and chips, and they'll have a nice meal. It'll be traditional. It'll have, you know, fish and chips is amazing. But outside of that, you know, I'm, I'm talking about chain restaurants. I'm talking to places like Subway, you know, um, of course, like, but even like chain restaurants, you know, chain pizza restaurants, chain, even so many of the pubs now are franchised that they just serve kind of frozen generic meals like burger and chips or pie and chips you know, like these generic not home-cooked meals of course there's plenty of places that serve really good home-cooked traditional great meals but they're not that prevalent you know if you dissect if you if you rounded up all of the restaurants in Plymouth not many of them and, and you just picked one picked one at random it's probably going to be a chain or a fucking takeaway that just serves like bad pizza or you know and i just thought that's that's sad it's sad that foreigners can't come here of course as a foreigner you can come to england and and go on tripadvisor or google maps and you can find the best restaurants in in a in any given place of course but there's there's many towns that you go to and it would just be like doesn't ha- doesn't have many options and the, the the only options that are there are kind of chains that are serving you kind of heated up frozen meals do you get what i'm saying so it's a shame and it would be the same in the u.s really and of course you could go to most and of course when we're talking about larger towns and cities you can go to some amazing restaurants both in the uk and the u.s but um maybe that's the issue with developed countries like ours whereas if you go to in fact the UK and and the US might be two of the worst in that sense because even if you went to Italy which is of course a developed country you go to Italy you can find good food affordable good traditional street food all over you know same in Spain in England England and the US not so much Particularly, maybe even US more than the UK, but pretty similar, I think. I'm trying to broadcast it. Um, cop with grandpa news. Yeah, Indian only twice. We've got to get that number up. We'll get that number right up, especially when you come here. Advice to the rap crew. Just so funny. We're not going to get into that until we, until we make our, our doodly about it, but brilliant stuff. Um, the mushroom lessons very interesting topic you know I've nearly you'll you'll be surprised to know that I've still not finished how to change your mind I've got about 45 minutes left I might even get through it today I've just not listened to it since the drive up to Lauren's a few weeks ago when I did get through a few hours of it Um, but the part I am at was was talking about how one experience of mushrooms can actually have a 
an everlasting change to your mind, which is, which makes sense to me, you know, especially, you know, neither, neither of us have had a, a, you know, real big trip, although your trip the other day, you said you did kind of lose your sense of self, which was incredible. Um, really happy to hear that. Um, but neither of us have had like an ayahuasca experience or a heavy dose of psilocybin. But even even the trips that I've done, it I do feel like I'm more appreciative and sensitive to nature and colors, sounds than I used to be. And I think part of that is just growing up and maturing. I hope that most people feel like that. You know, most people kind of develop a, a, an appreciation of nature the older they get I think typically but I think experiences with mushrooms does um, amplify amplify that you know really is a wonder a wonder um, don't want to call it a drug even but a wonder plan Normando's post Yosemite plan very pleased to hear that your, your post Yosemite plan is pretty flexible and open because because time's ticking, time's ticking, time's been ticking for a while, and I was half under the impression that post Yosemite, you know, you're you're less flexible than you appear to be potentially. So very nice to hear, um, and that's kind of how I see it. You know, I, I see that my schedule, as I said before, May I'm still waiting. In fact, I text Ross just now, trying to get a bit more information from him on on May and, and the wedding and not whatnot. Poland, which is where the wedding is, has gone into lockdown. Their rates are as high as they have been right now. So still waiting for more information there because, you know, well, if you're going to Yosemite in May, because I was thinking May's, May could be the month or like later in April through May could be, could be the time. Um, but listen, once the spudlings are born, in June, spudlings, spudlings are taking up most of June, right? Outside of that, I'm in the same boat as you really, you know? I'm flexible. It's just, I think we're just, we're just coming out of, of the, um, you know, potential, oh, well, no, I've got, if the wedding's going ahead, it's, it's in July. So June, and there's a few question marks, but Really, for the most part this year, I'm free. I'm free. Um, and and it's exciting. It really is. Whether, you know, I'd love to have you over here. I was even thinking yesterday as you were broadcasting, I was thinking, Normando could just, once, you know, once you're, you're actually allowed to come into the country here, if you wanted, you could just come over here and spend a month, you know, you wouldn't have to pay for any kind of accommodation, you know, we could, we could, we could tour England, we could go to France, we could ride the bikes, we could take Lawrence camper, we could just pitch up at my mum's or Lauren, well, probably not Lauren's actually with the spudlings, but just pitch up somewhere, we could even get an Airbnb for a month, I don't know, maybe not an Airbnb, but we'd rather be somewhere else, but, you know, the world's our oyster, the world is our oyster, you know, um, I think my mum, my mum's well aware that I am not str- not struggling, but my mum's aware that 
you know, she knows she knows what I'm all about. She knows I'm a social guy. She knows I I like to hang around with girls. She knows I like to go to parties. I like to live life. And I got a bit stressed this morning. And and she she was well aware of it. She's like, maybe just go and you know. But I said, I said, I, I got to get out. I said, I got to get out. And uh, I even said, because I've not spoken to my mum about Mexico yet. And I said, I said, you know, I, I mentioned going to Mexico and, and she, um, no kickback, absolutely no kickback. So I think she's well aware and she will support. Whenever I say I'm going to Mexico or get, getting out, she's, I think she's probably surprised I've lasted this long, to be honest. Because I just had a, a moment this morning where I was like, God, i got to get out, man. I've got to get out. I've got to get fucking again. <laughs> it's, that's probably, my mum's probably, she's probably well aware of that. She's probably thinking he hasn't dumped. She's probably thinking he hasn't dumped since he went away with that girl last August. This is the 32-year-old stallion. He, she probably, she's probably amazed that I've, I'm keeping things under control as much as I am. So, you know... I want to get out. I want to get out real soon. Um, and to be honest, if I get any word from Ross about this stag do, like, because that's kind of the thing holding me back right now, this this potential bachelor party. But he's not very forthcoming with information. I understand it's it's tricky. He doesn't know if the wedding's even going ahead yet. So how can he how can he plan a stag party, a bachelor party? But you know, he doesn't know that it's potentially holding me up because I've got to get the fuck out of this country. I really do. So maybe I'm going to find that information out today because I just need to be in the sun. I need to be with my sister station. I need to fuck. I really do. You know? And once again, it, it sounds like a... You know, of course I can relieve myself. I can relieve myself. And it sounds like, oh, you know... Everybody always wants, you know, everybody wants to have sex, you know, but even just to spend time, intimate time with a female, it would be really fucking nice, you know, I'm a human, that's what humans do, so I think I've been, I think I'll, I'll give myself a pat on the back, I've been very patient, I'm running out of patience right now, so nonetheless, I do believe that the future is very bright for both of us and we're gonna have a fantastic year you know the end is nigh the end is nigh i'm getting vaccinated tomorrow your boy's getting vaccinated tomorrow there's a lot of talk of this these these green or these vaccination passports but um you know so maybe pre or post yosemite go and get that first vax because the once you get the first vax you can get the second one quicker you know and you know you might need that second vax or we might need that second vax to get into certain countries that we want to go to, and one of them might be the UK. You know, you might need, and probably will need, two vaxes to, to get access to a, a whole host of countries. So, if you can get that vax, I guess you have to get it. Do you have to get it in, um, in your home state? I guess you probably do, right? Or would you be able to, you know, I, I imagine you'd, could you get it, you could surely pay privately to get it done in California, right? Very, let me know about that because I think that could be a great idea if you could get vaxxed if you could get vaxxed as soon as you get into the country um, pre-Yosemite could be really smart as for the WhatsApp 
potential scam. Can you imagine if that works? I have no idea how it would work, but it sounds fascinating. Um, like, imagine if that works. After all these years, the lost tapes could be found, and how were they found? By a street vendor in Mexico? And if that, you know, we talk about serendipity on the show. If that's not serendipitous, serendipity at its finest, I don't know what it is, listeners. I mean, come on. I've never heard of anything like that, but some guy just selling some little device. I mean, it sounds like a movie. Is this Back to the Future 4? Please, please try and make that work. Let's get an answer soon if that works or not, because I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. Can you imagine if we find the lost tapes? You know, our first broadcasts, August 20. 17 <laughs> I mean it would just be so poetic let us know let us know um, Wilma Wilma's our next show note and yeah we did enjoy your, your summary of the year and looking back and kind of observing the year that you've just had and how it started, how it ended and what's happened in between. And I think you were right to point out that one of the most, or maybe the most positive thing to come out of the year is, is Wilma's well-being because I think, I don't think, I know how worried you were when you were leaving. I was worried too, you know, I thought she, she's been struggling so much and you are the rock that has been there for her. And if you're not there, like, you know, she doesn't have anybody in Medellin. Like, there are all these worries, like genuine, you know, incredible stresses for you. And it seems like, it seems like she's doing really well. I'm sure she has her moments where she struggles, but um, if she's enrolled in this course, which sounds perfect and amazing, very positive um you know things you know it seems like it's really worked out for her and we wish her all the best um you know how amazing it would be for her to find success you know through this course and through her new social connections you know for whatever reason it seems like this is maybe what she needed um you know you not being there seems to have spurred her on and pushed her in a new direction somehow you know I think we both would imagine that with you being around you would you would allow allow a label you would be the catalyst for her to be her best self and I think in many ways you were and are but it seems like having not having you to fall back on has you know spurred her on in some way and it's unexpected but beautiful thing so long may it continue shout out to Wilmer if you're listening one of our favorite listeners and what a buzz it was to hear that you're in Acapulco you know you, you, you dangled the carrot at the beginning of the show and I thought oh, you know is it the VB Mark II that's kind of reached out and is, is going to take you out for the day but this this sporadic plan to go to Acapulco once again serendipitous you know 
you were texting the mask on model just to just to touch base touch base on the hostel you know and she's she she got your message thinking is this a gift from from dios you know just suddenly normando is hitting me up and and checking in just as we need an, a, a new party member and a, and a fucking world-class driver just just once again poetic you know this what a lovely um stroke of luck really um i'm assuming you're having a great time so we very much look forward to hearing how acapulco was or is depending on when you broadcast once again natalia is often a reference for me of course for, for mexico and places that are worth going to or not and uh i do remember her going there a few times so i know that it's you know it has its own it has its history um going loco down in acapulco you know maybe that's what you're doing right now but i think it's i, I just got a feeling it's gonna be a great place or at least a great like weekend retreat place and great birthday place so i'm I'm hoping that it's it's living up to my expectations. Um, and yeah, just as you're broadcasting at the end of the show there, and this is one of the beauties of weed, I really did. Because of course there's a disconnect. There's or somewhat of a, a disconnect between listener and broadcaster, right? I'm in my own world over here in... in now it's the spring. Of course, your birthday has brought the spring. And we thank you for that. But as attuned as I am to your broadcast, I'm, I'm in a completely another. I'm in another world, and you're in another world from me. But I was listening and tuned into your broadcast last, last night, and I just, I really, I really got inside. <laughs> I really, having been to Mexico, it's easier for me than somebody that hasn't. But I really kind of transported myself to Ciudad de Mexico. You know, I imagine the smells, the sounds, the temperature, um, all these, all these sensory feelings. I kind of allowed to transmit to myself, and it kind of made me realise we really are in completely different places. You know, um, which of course was evident anyway, but. Um, I don't know how to articulate this very well, but maybe you, maybe you get my gist. Because um, as much as you, you know, you're telling me, I, I know the ins and outs of your story in Mexico, but maybe I was. No, I mean, I think I'm only making this worse now. Maybe it's just a. Oh, I did have so many high thoughts in the bath the other day. I think I told you that I nearly fainted in the bath. Yeah, I did tell you that on the show yesterday, but I had so many thoughts. One of my most prolific spells of high thoughts. And did I... I mean, of course I didn't write them down, but I was adamant that I'd remember at least a couple of them. And one of them was this, and I raised it to Chesney and Big D yesterday in the car, but they weren't really receptive to it. You know, I don't think they were quite on the level. And I was just... One of my thoughts was this. Social media... Um, we could just be, and I said me included, I just feel like we could make social media, and of course you don't have Instagram right now, but those people on social media, it could be so much better. And I was mentioning how 
you know, when I've posted for, when I posted about homeschool, for example, for the first time and really the only time on my Instagram account, um, announcing my new venture, the amount of people that gave, gave me a follow, you know, was, it's quite shocking really. I think at max, absolute max, I got 20, right? Um, and of course, most of them were like closest friends. Not all of them, but like there was some support from my friends. But there, I could I could pick so many friends that saw that. You know, I probably get like three hundred or so people that view my stories. Um, and this isn't. Um, I'm not saying this because I'm. Well, I, I partially am. I'm saying this because I just found it. I don't think people support each other enough on social media. And that's one of the things that social media can do. You know, it's a community. People can share their friend's work. Like if you're an artist, I could say, oh, look, my friend does these paintings. Like this is one of the paintings. This is where they live. This is how much they are roughly. They're in between this price range. Um, here's his pay. You know, like I just feel like, and of course that's this next level above just liking their page. Of course I'm going to, because I'll like if any of my friends have a new venture and make an Instagram page for that venture, you know, I'm going to like at least a hundred of my friends. Okay. Let's say I have 400 friends on Instagram and the top, let's say the top a hundred, if any of those people make a new venture, even if it's not like, even if it's a, something that doesn't really have any interest to me, like it's a, something that, you know, for women, I'll still like it. I'll still support it. That's the bare minimum as a friend. I, I'd like the page and and support it. Give them some likes, comments, or whatever. Um, and I just thought, even with like bartenders, like your friends a bartender. You're in New York City. Your friend bartends at this bar. Um, he posts a photo of a cocktail he's made. You could repost the photo and say, guys, you know this is my friend is bartending at this spot he also bartends here if you like cocktails you know i recommend going to the bar he works at um do you know what i'm saying <laughs> is this just a high thought i just i just feel like the wet the instagram community is very me 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 like oh look like it's just posy and oh look at this meal that i've just i'm just at a restaurant and here's my meal like show offy and i just think it could be like everybody would be uplifted if people were more collaborative and and looking out for and sharing each other's because you know these are all your friends right you want them to succeed share their shit you know it doesn't always have to be about you because you know there are going to be your friend might see that post when they're in the city looking for a bar to go to or they might make note of it and go to that bar next time I hope you understand what I'm trying to say, but I just think social media could be something, it could be really positive in that respect. Oh shit, lucky I just checked my, my timer. I'm at 59 minutes and 24 seconds. Stay tuned because there's a hot interlude coming up. So yeah, that was one of my high thoughts. I don't think it was the best one I had. In fact, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'm not saying it's the best high thought, but 
I think it's I think it makes sense. Another high thought thought the, the first one I had. Well, that's a beautiful tree. Holy shit! That's a beautiful tree, blossoming, beautiful. These big pink flowers, really nice. Uh, the the first high thought I had was that it was a realization that homeschool. I thoroughly agree and appreciate with the notion that to build, you know, a company, especially something like homeschool, to build it and grow, like your marketing plan should all be about giving, um, building a community, uh, building trust, engagement, you know, building community, right? Which is what I want to do. And, and, and that's part of the rhetoric of homeschool's, you know, mission statement, if you like, you know, community. But am I doing anything to foster a community? You know, it's one thing saying it, but am, am I doing anything to foster a community? Am I engaging on Instagram? Um, you know, I kind of had a bit of a a self-assessment, but and I'm not. The answer is no. But what is the reason for that? And it's the reason is time. Like I don't want to spend. I just, I know that's not my strength. I'm not an interior designer. I can, I can pretend to, you know, I can engage and find the answers and, you know, I can be that person, but it's not genuine. So it's not the fact that I don't believe that the most important thing is kind of community and engagement and, you know, building the community. I know how important that is, but I just don't think I'm the right person to do that right now. But, you know, let's say some, if you handed me a war chest, like a marketing budget, you know, or, or any kind of budget, I would definitely dedicate a, a decent proportion of that to pay somebody to fulfill that role. Because I understand how important it is and, and that's very much what I want to achieve. You know, so that's the thing with, that's the thing with weed. And I feel like it's really... Once again, maybe I'm not explaining myself very well here, but I feel like weed has really been... I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to... Now when I smoke, it's not like I'm just... You know, weed has this kind of stigma that, oh, you just you just mong out and just forget about everything and just, you know, you're just this... Um, like, weed has this... Not, not, not everybody has this kind of idea but a lot of people have the idea that weed is like a a mind-numbing lazy drug but it's really not it's a it's a it's a it's a a plant that really spurs new thoughts and different thought patterns and when i was in the bath on thursday or friday i had so many unique thoughts more probably more than i can remember having on weed it was just like thought after thought after thought and, and, and many like just not not just thoughts but kind of realizations like like I can observe behaviors or or certain things in a different light and almost a, an unbiased light it was very interesting and then of course once I got out I nearly fainted <laughs> you know maybe that was maybe that's the trick to get to get to this point to have these unique thoughts you need to nearly faint because i really nearly did so that's it um that's today's show 
You've been a fantastic audience. Could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, E.T. Um, I'm going to get back to the computer, back to work. I'm, I'm, I'm designing... I'm designing a new... A new wireframe for a construction, for a carpentry business. I... I've had this thought for a while. More and more, I, I look at branding and companies, yeah, whether it's a restaurant, a storefront, a carpentry, you know, a construction guy's van, um, a billboard. I look at every, everybody's designs and I think that looks like shit. Some of them are good, but most of them are shit. And I see an opportunity. And and oftentimes, you know, there's so many niches again. You know, of course, I've got glasswork for, for the model and actor niches. But one pitfall with that is these... Not everybody wants a website, and that's fine. I knew that going into it. Um... And if they do want a website, do they want a logo? Do they want branding? Maybe not. Um, I just see there's a great opportunity for me. You know, any, almost any construction, almost any small business website I go on, I don't like it. I don't think they're good. I think they could be so much better. And I know that I can fulfill that role. So, you know, of course, I've still got glasswork. I'm still a big believer in my glasswork mission. This is still web design, but I kind of want to get into branding. Not kind of. I want to get into branding as well. Um, So I'm basically building a wireframe and building this design for a construction or carpentry company that I can replicate. And any company that I... I I think I'm going to start reaching out to companies... You know, reaching out to construction, whether you're an electrician, you're a carpenter, I'm going to reach out to them, send them a direct email, adjust the wireframe to suit their business, you know, change a few of the name, like I'm going to put their name on the heading. And I'm just going to, I'm going to say, your business could look a lot better. You could earn more business with better branding and a better website here is what it would look like are you interested and once I've built the design it won't take me much time to adjust it tailor it to each person I'm sending it to you know and I I can do um, I can create mock-ups of like a a new logo on a van these all have terrible logos so I'm I'm quite excited by it you know I, I do see a Thing. it's not just an opportunity I know that I can I know that I can make money by doing this it's a no-brainer it's almost just seems like low-hanging fruit for me and the thing is with all that I've learned with web design and branding and all that I've learned the skills that I have now there's no question I can make money and there's no question I can make money wherever the fuck I am like I know how to make websites now. You know, so it's uh, 
it's very exciting. And that's today's show. I'm going to get back to it. Well, I also, I also have been making final edits to Kieran's website, and I've had to give her a bit of a stern ED talking to, because she's very picky, and picky's good, you know, it's good to know what you want, but constantly, oh, I'm not sure if I like that colour, I'm not sure if I like that font, like, yeah, like, I said, okay, well, I can move... I can move the um, the heading off of the image. There's all these contrast issues, basically, and and she, and then I, I fixed it. And she said, "Oh, can you just can you change that image to this one and this one?" And I said, "I said I can, but just so you know, typically with web design, you get one you get one revision, and and this is I said I, I can't do any more with for free. So I gave her a talking to. She said she understands." But yeah, I, I'm glad that I was. I'm glad that I put my foot down with her because she's getting a great deal. She's getting a custom website for three hundred pounds. She's paid already, and I do want her to be happy. But I said, you know, I want you to be happy. But you know, there's. I think you're being. I think you're overthinking it. I told her. I think you're overthinking it. Um, of course, I want you to be happy. But let's be real here. And I can't. I can't just keep making changes for you. I'm not. I'm not your slave here. And you should be also appreciating my design thoughts, you know. You know, you, you, you've got to trust me. But I think we're, all, we're almost there, so that's been today's show. I'm going to get back to the computer. Thanks once again for tuning in today. It means the world to me and the whole family. We do appreciate it over here. Smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, and please stay tuned. <laughs>